Everyone to Games and Sports, I'm Jordan. That's Ed. What's up? Hope everyone had a good week. So this week, well, before we start off, before we start off with our PlayStation sales, I do have to say, I you know, since we got the Switch, I did re- I do realize that Nintendo does have weekly sales as well. I didn't really take a whole lot of time to look at them, but they do have sales. And just in the past, I've always said Nintendo never has sales, so just gotta come out and say, okay, I've learned that they do have sales. So, so anyways. And, and if I can just take a second, I just want to thank everybody who's downloaded our podcast. We've got a lot of new people downloading it recently, and it makes us happy. It makes us feel like, you know, what we're doing here is progressing, and I think that we're we're doing our best to give you guys the best show every week. Yes, thank you. Really appreciate that, and just keep coming back. Yeah. So, anyways, so now that I've got that out of the way with the whole Nintendo thing, they do have sales. I was wrong. So, anyways... We're just going to jump forward into the sales that they've got going on which, the PS Store. Which probably means you're wrong about Zelda 2, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Look, I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I I stand by what I say when it comes to when it comes to Breath of the Wild. Anyways, so some of the good sales this week that you're looking at, there's actually quite a few anime-type games that are on sale. So if you're into anime, you know, they've got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... Uh, a couple Sword Art Online games, a couple One Piece games, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which is a great purchase. Um, I don't think Fighter Z was on sale. Dragon Ball was. Xenoverse, what, what is that? A fighting like? Is that one of those fight? Is that a fighting game or is that like all a, Dragon Ball games are fighting games? Okay, but they have story modes, right? Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball. So I played Dragon Ball Xenoverse one and two. They were fantastic games, though one and two were very similar. It's almost not even worth getting the second one if you already have the first one, okay. or vice versa. Um, but they are great games. And then, you know, I, I don't remember if Dragon Ball Fighter Z was on sale, but that's another great game. So if that is, definitely check that one out. I actually like that more than Xenoverse, I think. Uh, they were both really good. Um, then they got some Fallout on sale. Uh, what else? What Assassin's else Creed Odyssey, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Rainbow Six, Six Siege, Destiny 2. So they got some... Some A plus games out there. Fallout seventy six, blah to me. Um, well, to most people, I know. I know that it didn't make a comeback though. Because well, I was just gonna say that I, I had a couple buddies who really pushed me hard to buy it and they to get into playing it, and I just could never pull the trigger on it just because I don't know something about Fallout just has always rubbed me the wrong way ever since that game screwed up my save and, and fall for Fallout three, and it just kind of ruined the whole. It's kind of ruined the whole series for me. I've I've came back. I played the Fallout on PS four and was never able to complete it. it just kind of got bored. So I was the same way. But I think the reason why I didn't finish Fallout four was because I followed Skyrim with Fallout four, and they're both made by Bethesda, and it's right. it almost feels the exact same except different different storylines, different time periods. Well, so the fighting is way like different, was, though. I mean, you have that lock on targeting where you can just shoot body parts off kind of thing. Right, but it, it, it to me it still felt a lot like Skyrim, and I was like, okay, I just finished Skyrim, I don't need more Skyrim. Oh, well, if you played it right after that... That's what then, I'm saying, yeah, yeah that, that was the sense. game following Skyrim. Yeah. That's probably not the best bet. That's why it's like, when I finish a... Like, when I platinum Assassin's Creed, I, I just couldn't play any third-person games, and then Spider-Man, and then I, I couldn't play any third-person games, so... Yeah, sometimes you just need to do so. I just would my my fallback is Wolfenstein too. I don't know if I'll ever beat it, but it's always my fallback when I'm done with third person games. I just go back to playing that. See, my fallbacks are usually either a fighting game of some sort, some sort of Dragon Ball, or I did get Jump Force. Like we talked about that last week, 
which has been fun. And Battlefront 2, I'm always back and forth in between that. Can't wait for the updates coming out on that next month. So, I think I forgot to mention this to you before, but tomorrow, IGN is streaming 15 minutes of Cyberpunk 2077. So you're a lot more stoked for that oh, game. Oh, bro, I am so pumped for that game. <sighs> I... I bet when you watch it, I I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure you watch it tomorrow at some point or whatever Saturday or whatever, and well, I think good. you'll be sold on it at, by that after you watch that video. Anything everything that I've watched has been amazing. I've never seen anything that's made me be like, eh. It just looks like it's gonna be like potential game of the year. Well, probably it would will be. It's super hyped, so hopefully it lives up to the hype. I just haven't well, yeah, seen enough on it. Well, yeah, super hyped is not good, but. Well, I'm, I just I'm pretty pumped. I just haven't seen enough on it or studied up enough on Cyberpunk to really get too excited about it. Plus, I don't know if it's necessarily the kind of game I'd like, but I don't know. I'll have to watch it. It's a first-person RPG, action RPG. So, yeah. I'll I mean, that falls into your wheelhouse for the, for the most part. Yeah, well, most most any genre game falls into my wheelhouse except for horror-type games. Those are the only ones I don't play. I like horror-type games, but I don't know, man. I, I've just been... I've been kind of off them lately. I haven't really been, no, been into them. For you. Yeah, I haven't really been into them. But I am happy about this. And I'm, anytime a Super Nintendo game or a Genesis game gets remastered, it makes me happy. So they did announce this week that they're going to be remastering Aladdin and Lion King from Super Nintendo, which is cool because the DuckTales remaster was fun. I didn't play it. I thought about buying that one that one time, but... I didn't really do a whole lot with it. I really did like Aladdin, though. I played that as a kid, flying through the Cave of Wonders on the Magic yeah, Carpet. Yeah, on the Magic Carpet. It's fun. Even Lion King's a super fun game. And and they're doing, not that it matters anymore because I platinum the game, but they are releasing a Game of the Year edition for Spider-Man. That yeah, has all the DLC, too. which is pretty sweet. Yeah, so if you don't have Spider-Man, definitely, I mean, that's one you definitely got to buy. If you don't have Spider-Man you have a PS4, come on now. Why do you have your PS4? Well, Look hey, at yourself in the mirror. Well, hold on a second. It took us... We just barely played it, like, a few weeks ago, so... Yeah, but as I played it, I regretted not buying it the first day. So, learn from my experiences here, people. Yeah, you can get that game for anywhere between 20 to 40 bucks, generally. And Buy the DLC. The DLC is worth it. I, I think the DLC is worth it. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't have felt bad if I'd spent 75 bucks on that game. Yeah. It would have been worth it, I think. Sometimes I think some of these good, good games, they drop the price really fast like horizon zero dawn i think is still worth 60 bucks but that full full edition with the with the dlc is like 20 bucks you know every day so that's a that's a killer deal on that that's that's a steal for that game um anyways talking more about games that are coming out or have just come out um all right, let me talk about a weird one first. I'm, I'm, I don't, don't mean to cut you off here. No, go ahead. Watched it. There's this game called um, Ancestors to Humankind Odyssey. Mm -hmm. It's basically your apes, monkeys, and it's about human evolution. And I watched. Oh, yes, I have seen the trailer on this. I watched a review on it, and it looks interesting. I don't know if it's a I game that looks entertaining enough to hold you for a long time, but. You go evolving during the whole interview. During the whole review, the guy's just like, <clears throat> basically, to learn how to actually use the mechanics in the game, you have to Google it. Oh, really? So, and and I watched the gameplay, and it's just he said all the all like the 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 your pred the predators that try to eat you attack you the same exact way, 
And he said, I don't know, I think IGN scored it a 7, and I've kind of looked at a couple of other reviews that kind of were just like, blah. I thought it was an interesting concept, but I just think the follow-through on it wasn't that good. I, you can also, like, if you fall down wrong, you can break a leg. Well, yeah, so, so he, he, he showed that swinging is, is really fun, but you can't see in where the branches are in front of you sometimes. So you don't, you don't know if there's a branch there or not, and you just plummet. it. And if you do that, you can either die or break bones. Yeah, and then you get eaten by snakes or whatever. It actually looks like a kind of cool game. I don't know. That might be one to test out if they ever have a demo for it. Maybe demo before you buy. But what else you got? Anyway, so new game that just came out a couple days ago. You, you, if you're paying attention at all online, you probably heard a little bit about it. Is Oninaki came out on August 22nd. I looked up the scores that that they had on it. IGN gave it a 7.4. Again, IGN's not the most reliable source for scores, but... No, never trust IGN for sports game reviews, and never trust IGN for... Most reviews, like, period. Most reviews, period. I, I trust some guys, but, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Something about IGN's reviews drive me nuts sometimes. Right. I, Metacritic did have a 7 as well, so I, I generally follow Metacritic just because they got people's personal opinions on it and then you got actual critics reviews you know reviews on it the main complaint i heard when i was reading through everybody's reviews was that it was the the battle system was kind of slow and sluggish and the dodge mechanism wasn't very good but the art and the story were both really emotionally involving and actually really well done now the story mode to this game is actually a pretty dark game so what what happens in this game is it, it it's kind of centered around death and people passing on to the next phase after death. So so when a person dies, if the people before them that are still on Earth haven't died yet are grieving or whatever for them, they're prohibiting the other person to pass on peacefully and move on to the next stage, which runs the risk of them turning or mutating into some sort of monster if they're not if they don't move on too fast quick enough to the next stage of reincarnation. So, honestly, the story sounds a lot like Bleach the anime. If you, I don't, I doubt you've seen it, but no. it's a great, great anime series if you like anime. But you know, you you're stopping hollows basically from from um, attacking people, or and you're helping people move on to the next life. And then there's also people that just they're still alive and they want to move on to the next part. So basically, you help them commit suicide. They call it tithing in the game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it seems interesting, but they they say it's actually a pretty dark game with a fairly deep and interactive story. So I think it looks pretty cool. When it goes on sale, I might give it a try. I know they had a demo on it. I don't know if they took that off since the game was released, but no, PlayStation usually keeps the demos <clears throat> on there. They don't usually take them off. Well, if you want to give it a try, um, it actually looks like a pretty cool game. So maybe check out the trailer for it and see if it's something you like. But it's a, JRPG, I think it looks good. Once it goes on sale, is it turn-based or? No. Okay. No, it's. I mean, you you know you cut you do you cut into the battle scene and then you can move around and attack. You don't. Turn-based are pretty rare nowadays. So. True. Very true. They're good though, but very few and far between anymore. So then, Control also. That's another. That's so that's a game that just came out two days ago. It's reviewing really well. Metacritic has it as an at an 81. It's basically like you're this telekinesis, telepathic, 
police officer or some kind of federal agent. And I mean, I, I've watched a couple of videos on it. I've I've seen some stuff about it, and everybody seems to really like the game. The graphics are nice. The gameplay looks really fun. I mean, you're like picking up objects and throwing them at people. You can with form telekinesis. Yeah, you can form. Uh, a shield with stuff that's around you. It's a very fast pace from what I've seen. Um, you do have a gun, and you can also kind of you can, can melee a little bit. But I guess as the game goes on, the melees, the melee, the guys who you're trying to melee are stronger, so it doesn't work as well. So it's all about moving fast. Cover gets blown up, so you have to constantly throw things in in the way and kind of give people like give the guys misdirection. Um, I guess one of the biggest things about the game was that there was only there's only like five or six different kind of enemies, so there's not, a, I guess, a lot of replay value for a lot of people, but, I mean, a lot of people are really liking that game. And I don't know why, but it just seems like, to me, it kind of reminds me of Gravity Rush. I don't know why. I know they're two totally different games. Yeah, but, Gravity Rush, okay. But in a sense... Kind of. Where you pick yourself up and kind of float around and mm-hmm. do stuff like that in Gravity Rush. I don't know, it just they just kind of remind me of each other, and I know they're two totally different stories, different games, but, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of that. So, anyway, moving on to the next game. So, news for this game came out a little while back, and just this past week I did a little bit of studying up on it, and there's not an exact launch date for next year, but it is scheduled for um, sometime in 2020, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. The game takes place, it follows the Dragon Ball Z storyline, just like a lot of other Dragon Ball games. Um, The cool thing is, though, you actually start out with Goku's weakest powers, and as you go advancing in the game, you'll be able to tune up. So you don't start out with Super Saiyan 3. You know, you got to work your way up to it. You start out with the Kaioken against Raditz or, or Vegeta, whoever. And then as you work up, you know, by the time you get to Frieza, you'll get your Super Saiyan ability and, and so on and so forth. Uh, the game itself is kind of open world. They do have spots that are locked off on the map until you progress at certain points of the game. But... Your primary way of traveling around the world is through flying, and it almost kind of looks like a, uh, like almost like an anthem type type of flight. So it looks it controls well. You go fast, um, and then once you run into someone, you go into a different scene and you and you have a fighting game, just like in, in a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. Um, the other kind of cool thing is they had a throwback to the original Dragon Ball series when Goku was a kid. He'd always fish with his tail. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get down. Goku will pull out his tail, put it on his, put it on him, and he'll fish with it. So he kind of just dips it in the water till fish comes in, and he'll be able to pick it up and and pull it out. So I thought it was kind of kind of cool that they're doing that. Game itself looks pretty good. I know they got a couple trailers with about 10 to 15 minutes worth of gameplay on it. So take a look at it. The fighting looks smooth. I mean, Dragon Ball Z games generally have smooth, quick fighting that are really well done, so this one's going to be right there with it. And the other cool thing is, you're going to be able to relive Dragon Ball Z again without having to watch, you know, 80 hours worth of a series to to catch up, you know. So that's one thing I like about those anime-type games, is you can relive the, all the anime in the series, but quicker, in like 10 to 20 hours or so, you know. Interesting. And <laughs> also, I, I think this might be in your wheelhouse, too. There's a game called Astral Chain. I thought it was... I didn't know that it was just a Switch exclusive game. I thought it was on all platforms. But it's actually a Switch game, and it's the fifth best-ranked game on Metacritic for the Switch in 2019. Oh, wow. 
87 Metacritic. It actually comes out in three hours. It's not out yet. I did watch a, a review on that game by IGN that gave him a nine. That gave it a nine overall, and it's like a really it's a crazy action game RPG element. Um, looks really nice. Looks like it, it plays really well. I think the only thing negative that 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 person said about it was you can play like a two player co-op on the couch, but it's kind of really weird and clunky. But just on your own, it's a really good game. It's on the Switch. Well, nowadays, two-player co-op games where you're both on the same screen generally are not. I don't know. They don't but, seem to be well, any you know, done anymore as they were back in the day. In this, in this one, like for some reason, the second player controls the camera and something else as opposed to controlling a second person. So just kind of weird. But so I mean, as long as you just play one player, I think you're. Really, I think that it'll be all right. But I, I'm surprised. I mean, I. Every every out of fifty seven reviews, I mean, it's got an an eighty seven. That's impressive. That's a pretty high score. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. That comes out today. You say this comes out today. It says it says it releases in three hours. Sweet. So yeah, and it's you know published by Nintendo, so it's not going to be anywhere else. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Do you know? Um, have you've heard of Telltale Games, right? The guys that do like those like the Walking Dead game where you choices you pick. Kind of go out. It's like an episode, episodic, episodic mm-hmm. kind of game. Yeah. So like the Batman Telltale. Game yeah, Batman yet. Telltale, Walking Dead, or I have whatever. That. I haven't played it yet. But. Okay. So Telltale shut down. Oh really? As a studio, I think earlier this year or late last year, but the story broke today that they're at, they actually are coming. They're redoing the studio as a different name, and they might be picking up with with a lot of the with a lot of the games that they closed off with with when they were Telltale games. So I don't know what their name's going to be. But it's it's a good thing because they actually like the Wolf Among Us was a really good game, the Walking Dead's Batman Telltale is really good too. I didn't play Batman Telltale. I know you went all the way through it. Yeah, only the first one. I, I got I didn't play the second season, which I I will though. Uh, well, sweet. So moving on. So as you know, I I've had my Switch for about two weeks now. Um, we did go out with my six-year-old and we bought Mario Odyssey. That's been a cool game. It's probably the best Mario game that I've played since Mario 64, and the most similar to Mario 64, in the sense that you're not just a 2D platformer running, you know, on a straight line, just yeah. jump with just jump. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's a little short. I I was surprised it was it's about like a 10 or 11 hour game to get through the story. The interesting thing too, world world record for 100 percenting it is 12 hours 57 minutes and four seconds. Does it have a, a two-player element or no? It does, but I, I mean, we didn't even try it. We've just done, we just take turns. Because I think the two-player thing, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I think you just control, like, the hat. It's kind of the same thing, but you're just oh, okay. with the other. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. you have Luigi walking around with you or anything like that. But is there secrets or are there things, you have, are there places you haven't found? I mean, there's oh, got to be sure something. There, I'm sure there are. Just the story mode is, is pretty quick. But, I mean, to, to get 100%, you gotta collect all 999 power moons, so there's almost a thousand moons that you have to collect. Okay. 40 different costumes, uh, and you gotta be able to possess. So when you throw your hat on somebody, if you don't know about Mario, you possess that monster. Mm-hmm. So you can become a T-Rex, you can become, you know, a lackey too. You can become, you know, one of the mushrooms. So you can become all kinds of things. So you gotta possess 52, and you have to collect 1,000 purple coins. So there's a lot of collecting if you want 100% it. So this, this oh. Let's see if I can say the name. Oki Kurume doing it in just under 13 hours. That's pretty impressive to 100% it. That's a lot of that's a lot of collecting. 
That's hardcore. But it's a pretty cool game. I, I, I think it's priced a little high for, for the amount of content you get out of it. But it's cool. It's fun. It, it's. I think it's the best Mario game I played. Like I said, since Mario 64, I had fun with the Mario Wii, Mario Wii U, Mario 3D. What about? I mean, yes, I, I played every single Mario game. But how does it how does it compare to Mario Galaxy? I like it more. I wasn't a big Mario Galaxy fan. Really? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't my favorite. I liked it though. Mario okay. RPG was Mario RPG was fun, but I'm thinking uh, Paper Mario was a fun game too. I haven't. I haven't played one of those for a while. I'm surprised you picked up <clears throat> Odyssey instead of Mario Maker. Well, Mario Maker has a lot more content, I'm sure, especially well, with all the downloads. Well, for sure, but at the same time, I'm playing with my six-year-old, so Mario Maker I think is a little out of his his realm. But who knows? Because he already beat Kirby and he beat Mario Odyssey that quick, and he's not he hasn't been super interested in I mean, Chicago, but he's it doesn't he's mean that, it and he's played it. Doesn't mean you have to download the most hardcore levels on there, but. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're they're ranked at some way somehow on on difficulty. Oh, so. for sure. But the best thing is, is I've convinced him for our next game to get to be Zelda: Link's okay. Awakening when it comes out here in September 20th. So he's super excited about that. I'm super excited about that one because you know that's one of the games I played as a kid. In fact, it was one of my first video games I played ever because when I had my <clears throat> excuse me my old clunky Game Boy. You know, that was one of the three games I had on it. Kirby's Dreamland and uh, Link's Awakening. I can't even remember the third one. But those were those were two of the biggest games that I played throughout my childhood. So it'll be fun to play Link's Awakening. Now, I know we've talked about it before. Like, I feel like they could have done it better. But the more and more I kind of watch the trailers and things like that with it, the more excited I get for it. Just an updated version of it. Because it's a, it I think, a cool I think it's game. Be really it was good. a cool game back way back when. I think it's going to be really good. Um, did we talk about the free games for coming up for September? No, we did not. Okay. So, so anyways, if you don't know what they are, they're Batman, Arkham Knight, and then you got Darksiders 3. We've talked a little bit about Batman. We both have it. I haven't gotten all the way through it. I've played <clears throat> first couple of hours of it, maybe maybe two or three hours. I've gone back and I've started Arkham, Arkham Asylum. So for me, honestly though, graphics are really good on the game. Act, voice acting is really good. I think if I remember right, they had Mark Hamill in that doing the voice of the Joker. Joker, yep. So cool game, great voice actors, great graphics. It's cool. I don't know why I never got through it. Like I, said, I think it was just back in my major 2K phase when I was playing 2K. I just couldn't get enough of it. Well, the one thing that <clears throat> the one thing that kills you on the one thing that I had an issue with that game was the whole. Batmobile into yeah. a tank that just drove me nuts. Yeah, I think we were on the same page on that. That drove a lot of people nuts. That 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 took a lot of people away from it. But supposedly, I just keep seeing rumors out there that that Rocksteady's doing another a, a, a new game, and people are thinking it's another Batman game. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with that. No, no one would. Everybody loves superhero games, and free free Batman game. That's great. That's a good game. That's a good one. Um, why don't you tell us about Darksiders 3, Ed? Darksiders 3. So, I played the second one a little bit because I think that was a free game a year or so ago. Um, I know you can play four-player co-op. You're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's a action game that's just kind of fighting demons and stopping the world from getting overrun by the devil, I believe. Something along those lines. 
I know last year they gave gave out Darksiders 2 as a free game, so now they're just kind of completing the, the collection with Darksiders 3. So I'll add that to my library, and we'll have to give that a try, you know, maybe after I've finished some of these other games that I'm playing. It's going to be one of those through. things where it's like, eh, all right, well, it's got to be... Can't have nothing else to do. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel about it. Yeah, it's well. So basically, you'll never get to it because you've always got a massive backlog. Probably that that that's probably will hold true. Um, I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find something. So we want to run us into Yu-Gi-Oh. Why, not, why don't you tell us about Yu-Gi-Oh? You've been dying to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh for a minute. I have been wanting to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh I've held them off on this guy, so... So, okay, so it, if you used to play the Yu-Gi-Oh card game, you can get the Yu-Gi-Oh PS4 game for like four or five bucks, and it's awesome because it'll take you through the entire story mode of every series of Yu-Gi-Oh, and not only that, it'll actually teach you the, the rules as you go on if you don't know them. And then the other cool thing is, is you can actually use the player decks that were actually used in the series, or you have the option of using your own. So, I've gone through about half the story modes, because it's all the story modes. I made it all the way through Duelist Kingdom and Battle City, and then I did uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX as well, and it teaches you how to what changes are made and stuff like that. So it's really cool, So if you don't because Yu-Gi-Oh! cards have changed so much in the style of how they play and the rules and the all the cards now. The thing, the thing with Yu-Gi-Oh cards in general is, as they keep launching more cards, basically they beat. They're created to beat the last deck, so or the last um, line of cards. So now it's like you're forced to buy the newest cards that come out. So the cool thing about the game is you get all the newest cards without being forced to to actually buy physical cards, and then. The cool thing is, so I made virtually the same deck I did that I used when I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh cards as a kid, and uh, you know, there's been a few cards that I've added into it that you know I never had a chance to have when I was younger that were really rare, really hard to get, and uh, it's held it's held up even as I've gone further and further into the other into the other generations. You know, I've done really well and I win most the duels most of the time. So you'll still lose some because it's all luck of the draw a lot of the time. But there's also quite a bit of skill in knowing what your cards do and and stuff like that. So really cool game, especially if you liked Yu-Gi-Oh in the past and you you've wanted to get back into it, but you don't want to get back into buying cards because that's a good way to lose a lot of money. This is a great way to do it. It's the fun. only time I think I've ever gotten into Yu-Gi-Oh is when that car when the cartoon came out. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually, like, I was into it. I actually like the cartoon. I don't, know, I don't know what year that cartoon came out. I, it's had to be the '90s. It's some. I feel like I Late was '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I was probably just I think around it was like 18. 2001, 2002. Yeah, so like I was that. probably like in my almost 20s. So that's kind of embarrassing, I guess. But I don't care. No, it's not embarrassing Whatever. at all. If you but, don't like it, shove it. But that's yeah. But the cool thing is, is you can actually play that series, that whole cartoon series. You can actually play it using decks from either Duelist. So, I mean, you can do Yugi versus Kaiba, Yugi versus Mai, Joey versus Mai. I mean, so there's, they've got everything that you want to do, and then you can vice versa. You can use their decks, use your own decks. It's just cool. It's a, it's a cool game. It's definitely worth checking out. I and, I mean, I was playing... I probably played it last night for about an hour because Battlefront 2 was doing some stupid, you know, update that took forever to do. So I just said, oh, let's just do a Yu-Gi-Oh! night. 
then I, I got something off the off the little off the rails here. So <laughs> we, we we were kind of looking at we've kind of talked a lot about meta, Metacritic scores and kind of gone on a couple of these new games bit. coming out for PS4 without looking. What do you think is the top two games, or we can even go top five games, Metacritic-wise, that came out this year for PS4? Oh, this year? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. If you're going to say top five, ten all-time, I'd say Red Dead and God of War and Horizon, probably top three. But this year? So this, is, this is actually really tough. I wouldn't have got this. Um... Man, I don't know what are they. <laughs> so Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringer, so that's the Final Fantasy Online. Yeah. Which I've actually heard it's a really good game. I have, Crazy. I've done I've done most Final Fantasy games, but fourteen was not one that I've actually played. Near Automata, which is a really good game, but I yeah, guess I can but, see but, that. I can but see it, that. they just re released the game of the game of the Yora edition, they call it. <laughs> Resident Evil two, which was which Yeah, I could see that is too. up there. Sekiro. And yeah, then, I didn't think of that one. And then Apex, and then Devil May Cry is right after that. Apex is in the top tier. I know that. Kind of, I thought that was kind of lame. Uh, Apex for me was was fun, but it got old fast. So Devil May Cry, I think, looks really cool. It's a fun game. Well, I, I, I can talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm not. I'm not, not going to say I'm, I have it down pat, or I can explain the whole game. I really probably get only given it about four or five hours. I haven't had a lot of time to really put into it recently, but <clears throat> what I've played, I really liked. You know, it's just it's hardcore, fast-paced action. The area closes off. You got to kill all the enemies. You want they want you to do different, different, different ways of killing them, kind of different combinations, and then you get rated S, A, B, C based on classic yeah, classic ratings based on on what you did, and then you get a rating at the end of the level. So far, it's been really fun. I've, I've, like I said, I've probably put about four hours into it. It's a cool game. Graphics are really good, too. I've, I've watched quite a bit of it on Twitch, quite a bit of other people playing it. Looks like a really cool game, so it's probably definitely one to check out if, you, uh, if you're looking for a new game at the, at the moment. So I was going to ask you about Xbox One, but it's basically the same game, so that's not even fun. The Switch will be different, so let's go to the Switch. Well, here's Switch. Breath of the Wild. No, that came out this year. 2019. Oh... Uh, well, Zelda hasn't come out yet, so that can't be. If a, you don't guess this one, I, I might be actually disappointed because I think you really like these games. Well, let's hear them. Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, that number makes one, eighty nine. What remains of Edith Finch? Which, I, be, I believe that is a. That's a PS4, PS4 game. PS4 well. game that, or it, I think it's an indie game. It's rated really high though. That that was a free game a couple months ago. Super Mario Maker Two. Yeah. Down well, and then Astral Chain. Which I talked about a little bit ago. Well, how's Astral Chain so high if it hasn't even come out yet? Because it's, already been, it's already, already been reviewed. Yeah, I guess just critics. I will yeah. say this. I love Fire Emblem games. I've played... I've, I can't say I've played all of them, but I've played a very large chunk of the Fire Emblem games, and they're, they're always a lot of fun to me. I've always really enjoyed them. The, the latest ones on the 3DS were probably the weakest ones I've played in the series. Um, the Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon was really fun. My favorite Fire Emblem is Path of Radiance, which was the GameCube launch, which is an awesome game, really good game. Have they have they all always been strategy 
Yes, so here's, here's the thing. Originally, on Fire Emblem, if your character dies, one of the characters in your army dies, they're gone for the whole game. They don't come back, so you have to right. be very strategic. So they added in a new feature where you can go, go classic or, or you know, the new upgraded version where your players will come back. And if you play that way, you're weak. That's taboo if you play Fire Emblem and you let your players come back. I always play classic. They die. That's actually gone. what that's actually what I really like about Watch Dogs, the new one coming out next year, is if they die, they die. You yeah. lose that character. Yeah. They're not if coming he dies, back. he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Good old Rocky. But that's the cool thing about Fire Emblem is if you lose a certain character, you you miss out on parts of the story or you miss out on on being able to recruit other players from, from different armies, other characters, which again makes you miss out on more story. So you have to be very strategic, and I know playing, I tried playing a couple of them on the hard modes, and they're just really tough when you get that that high. So usually I'll just play on like the normal or easy modes, um, but you have to be strategic, and the games are so good, but the GameCube version is by far my favorite, so if you have a chance to play that one, whether it be on you know computer download or whatever, definitely take a chance to do that one, because it's cool. I remember when I was 17, I went into GameStop on a weekend just looking for a new game pick saw it sitting there on the shelf I was like yeah that looks kind of cool took it home wasn't what I expected but I was like yeah that's pretty cool night I went to bed and then the next day I played all pretty much all day and by the time I was done with that game I was like this game was awesome and then I started looking up all the other Fire Emblem games and I got way into it I think back in the day I used to rent these games called Romancing the Kingdom they were strategy, war, strategy kind of games, and I think they were kind of similar, but Fire Emblem sounds like it was probably a million times better. Do you think that you can guess the top five of PS4 games all time? Red Dead. Okay. God of War. Are you, are you putting them in order? No, just, saying, just give me a top five. Okay. Red Dead, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us, and... I don't know, the fifth one, I don't know. Oh, no. Well, you missed two. What, which ones? So in order, Red Dead, GTA V, oh, yeah. Last of Us, God of War, Persona 5. Oh, yeah. yeah Metal, Persona. Persona 5, Metal Gear, and Uncharted are all tied at the same, so I guess they're all five. Persona 5 is supposed to be a fantastic game. I haven't that's, played it. That's but the I old have... school oh, that's... turn-based RPG, baby. Oh, yeah, and it's. Uh, I watched the anime on it, and it was actually yeah. pretty good. So. I played the Persona 3. Whichever one that was on the Vita 3, that one was really good. So, yeah, that, I mean, those are, yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't know how I forgot GTA. GTA's still going strong. And, in fact, I saw a an article the other day saying they're probably getting ready to, to launch or give, a, like, a release date for GTA 6 or even just announce it's, it. Well, it's supposed to launch with the PS5. It's supposed to be a launch yeah. title with PS5, which is going to be awesome because there's you. Like, typically, like the PS4 launch entailed Madden, Need for Speed, because I bought all of them, Madden, Need for Speed, um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was a PS3. Um, such such an awesome game. Amazing game, which ended up, it's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed's, but it was, just, it, it, it was basically a PS3 game that they, I would on there. probably, re, maybe, I don't even think it's considered remastered, but PSO, that game, and everybody got that free game, uh, what is it called? Oh, I don't know, but it's a really good game. It's the... I think it's called... Oh, Rogue... Uh, it'll come to me. Rogue Squadron. No. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. I, I would love to see a Rogue Squadron remaster. That would be awesome. 
I know they kind of tried doing some of those uh, aircraft levels on Battlefront 2, and they just weren't as big a hit, but Rogue Squadron was an awesome game. Back from the 64 all the way through the GameCube version, they had some Rogue Squadron, and those were really fun games. I'd love to see those updated and renewed. I would, pretty much any Star Wars game from the past, I wouldn't mind seeing updated and renewed. Do you think you can guess the top five of the Switch games of all time? Uh, Breath of the Wild, Mario Maker, Mario Odyssey. Mario Maker? No. Oh, Mario Odyssey. Yep. Um, Octopath Traveler. Serious? No? No. You got Zelda, Odyssey, Undertale, Super Smash Brothers, Smash. Celeste, and then you got Bayonetta and Mario Kart 8. Undertale? I haven't even heard of that one. How's that in the top? <laughs> I, I think that's one of those indie games as well. Some indie games can be really good. I love indie games. So, so yeah. So the games that I, I remember... Now, here we go. So I got Black Flag. I got Contrast, because that was a free game. Um, <clears throat> um, Killzone Shadowfall. Madden. 2K. Resogun. That's the game I was thinking Rezogun. of. That was That's a really good game. And then Warframe was another free game, and then I got Need for Speed Rivals. So Need for Speed Rivals was in. So I mean, that just really shows. Like usually launch, usually well, console launches are pretty weak, but this one is like PS5. Well, yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna have Death Stranding. You're gonna have, uh, from what we think, Grand Theft Auto Six, God of War, God of probably. War Two will be coming out probably shortly after. Um, and who else knows? Like, who knows what else is going to come out? Obviously, there'll be a 2K, there'll be a FIFA, there'll be a Madden, because everybody loves those games. Um, oh, yeah, they're every single. Well, that's every single year, regardless. Yeah. So it's going to be crazy, man. Next 2020 is going to be nuts. I'm sure Xbox is going to come out. It's probably going to be a freaking dual release. Who? Someone's going to come out one or two months before the other. Before the other, and I'll probably go crazy and be a psychopath like last time and buy the Xbox One and then buy the PS4, or whichever one comes first, and buy both of them because that's what I do. And then, and you then sell the other. And then I end up. And then I end up getting rid of the Xbox because it just sits there and collects <laughs> dust. Um, which was the opposite, obviously, for the launch before that because PS3 didn't come out for a while. But I feel like PS3 didn't have a ton of good games either. Well, PS, like PS, a weak PlayStation. Well, it was though, because you got to you got to remember, like PlayStation learned from their mistakes on PS3. They came out and they announced the price point of, I think four nine yeah four or five ninety nine, and then the games that were coming out were weak, and like Xbox three Xbox three sixty was like two ninety nine. It was like something crazy, and everybody had it because it came out like a year or plus, year plus before it, and everybody was into it. Gears of War. Halo, I mean, you had so many good games. Titanfall, the first one, was an amazing game on there. And then, finally, PlayStation 3 picked up, and then they they flip-flopped, where Microsoft went crazy on their announcement of digital only, and you can't can't share games with your friends, and the price point's going to be this, and everything that people always has to be online, and everything that people didn't want, and PlayStation did everything that people did want, and that's why they've won. But, I don't think it really matters. It looks like Switch is going to win this generation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just like they did with the Wii. Which, I, it's, it still surprised me. Like Switch is okay, but I, I think the PS4 is so much better. In fact, in terms of games they've got and stuff like that. But if you think about it, though, I mean... More 
popular. Well, yeah, it's just more popular for the fact more that... family friendly, too. You know, if I don't play video games, if I'm a person that doesn't play a game, and I have kids, I'm going to buy them a Switch before I'm going to buy them a PS4. I mean, sure. Now, I mean, with this version of Nintendo, you can basically get every game anyway, but... If they just have more family-friendly, easy games for, you know, better games for kids to start off is on the Switch, and, I mean, why not? See, I've been thinking of getting... Plus, it's portable. I, I can charge that thing and, and throw my kid in the car and let them play it for an hour and a half, two-hour drive so they don't bother me. Oh. See, and I've been thinking I might get Final Fantasy VIII and maybe even Seven again. I've already bought Final Fantasy Seven twice in the past. Probably get it a third time. But just for the fact that I can have it portable... I mean, yeah. it's it's like Final Fantasy VII is like 16 bucks on the Switch right now, and Final Fantasy VIII will be $20 on release date, September 3rd. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe, because I'm going to get Final Fantasy VIII regardless, but it's just going to be whether I get it on the Switch or on the PS4. But I think I might go Switch just so I can have it be portable. See? So it's like, oh, now when you start throwing things like that together, it's like, yeah, I guess that does make sense. Plus, they put out games that are fun family games. Like, I, I, I never, I, I never really used Wii U that much. But I mean, we loved as playing Mario Party with my kids. We loved playing Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. I mean, sure, they're the tacky I mean, Nintendo games, but they're still fun family games to play together, and they're easy for everybody to play, younger kids and older kids. Yeah, that's true. I still, I still take PS4 over. Switch any day though. I mean, I think anybody would, but well, I don't think that's an, a lot of that's an that adult. Know. That's an adult. Well, there's a lot of adults that love <clears throat> prefer their Switch. And like I said, I I don't have anything against it, but I just I just think they're not quite there. Their game their game selections get huge though. They're getting tons of indie support, tons of indie games on there. It's almost getting to the point where it's getting flooded with games. It's almost hard to narrow it down and pick which one you want. So. I mean, that game got me. I, I, that game that we were talking about, the Astro like chain Astral projection, Astro chain. chain. It's just like, well, that's crazy. Like that game has got to be fun, you know? And it's different. It's only on that system. Sixty bucks? Did you see, or did it? Sixty bucks. Sixty yeah. bucks. So, I mean, it's high Metacritic score though. I mean, a lot of people like it. So 80, it's like, well, an eighty plus is a good game for sure. Anyway. Yeah. So eighty plus on Metacritic. It's definitely worth checking out. So interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of just looking through. Uh, Metacritic just has my, has my attention right now as we're going through here. On uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at like really bad games right now, the ones with like the worst Metacritic scores. And it's yeah, Kingdom Hearts should probably be on there. That was such a disappointing game. NBA Live 14. <laughs> All Live is trash. 43. No, All Live. Life has nothing on 2K. You'll get into these threads every now and then where someone will be like, "Screw 2K! I've been I've switched over to Live best thing I ever did." It's like, okay, well let's go there. What about 2K? Has you excited? The roster change. That's it. That's it. Have you downloaded the demo? No. Me either. When's the last time you haven't downloaded a demo? Never. Exactly. I've always downloaded it. Me too. But why? But here's the thing. No, play play live twenty and then play two K twenty. It, I guarantee you, it's night and day difference. I demo, I played the de- the entire demo on two K nineteen and live nineteen, because I want live to do well because it just means two K has to do better. Because if live is going to start taking over their cells, two K has to step it up a little bit more. 
But 2K knows that they have live. Which we've hoped for three years at this point, I think. Oh yeah, no. I think three years we've said this in our conversations. The, the, oh, live two off. Yeah, give, give live like two, one or two years and watch. You're gonna see. They're gonna really put two K to the push two K to the max. Not even close. It's, it's not just, even close, man. It's, it's been three years already since we've been talking about that. Just the game mechanics, the and how it's night and day difference between two K and NBA Live. Not that I'm gonna play my player, but they did announce today in a trailer or on something that the road to a 99 will only take you 40 hours. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. How much VC do you have to buy for that, though? <laughs> I mean... That's you, the thing that's I, I, think, I, I think you're supposed to just open your wallet and whatever they take, they take. Open your wallet or pull your pants down and grab your ankles. <laughs> as long as you can cough first. That's right. <laughs> I, don't uh, wrong. I'm I don't know. We get it, I get it every year at launch. This is the first time I've probably said I'll. I might wait till Black Friday when it's twenty five bucks. Yeah, well, no, it's usually forty. I think it's been twenty five the past couple of years. No, nah, Nick's got it. Nick usually gets it at Black Friday, and it's always it's always forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine typically. Well, I'll probably wait till then, just because. If somebody's got to have it, where are we gonna play it? Well, I'll let you get it. This oh, time. okay. I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll have to bite the bullet. I will say this though, it's uh. But the, my, my one of my biggest problems is I don't want to buy the standard version because I don't I don't want to look at that scrub on my screen every time I play the oh, game. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I don't want and I don't want to buy the legendary version because I don't care about the my player. Yeah, no, my the legendary version version is dumb. Yeah, it's just VC. It's like, bro, like, why do I need to spend seventy nine ninety nine? I like the D Wade. I know Miami Vice. Jersey cover. Next generation. Next generation. I bet in sports games, if you buy the digital version, they give you the option on what background or what, what like who do you want to be on that? Well, as long as the game, I would love that. As long as it's got the option for. uh, I put Demar Derozan on mine. I'd rather look at him than Anthony Davis. Oh, hold on a second. Let me let me tell you some about your stupid Spurs last night. I played was playing some two K for a little bit, and I was playing. If you, I, I if you were playing Spurs. as the Spurs, that's your fault because yeah, 2K never I gives them two love. points in the first quarter, and it wasn't that I was taking bad shots because you don't use icon passing. No, it wasn't that I was. Oh yeah, that has nothing to do with me scoring. It has everything to do with Spurs freaking suck. They they're they're way better in real life than what 2K gives them. 2K has never ever. I bet you I could ever have them with the Knicks, the Cavs, giving the, the Spurs Hawks. love. Oh, they're just crazy. Even when Kawhi Leonard was in his, like, with Tim Duncan on that team, I couldn't even play with them against anybody because 2K just makes them scrubs. Every year. But with 2K, 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 2K doesn't give them love. Kawhi, no way. They were a championship team. How is 2K not giving that team love? Because they never worked in the way the 2K, game, 2K, 2K game 14, played. 14, 15? Yeah, they never worked the way that 2K game played. 13. It just never worked out right. They, they, weren't, good, they weren't good to play with. Against people, I can play against a computer and win, but against, but I, I don't know. Screw the Spurs. That's the last time I picked them. I'll pick the Hornets over the Spurs next time. If you pick the Hornets over, if you pick the Hornets over the Spurs in this 2020, you're gonna lose them. So ball. we're looking at. So when I was playing, I was playing with updated rosters because you can download updated rosters on on 2K19. Every 2K lets you do it. People make these rosters, you can download them. Click in L3. Yeah. And you can download. Other rosters. So I was playing with the updated roster. And I was looking at the Hornets. Their best player was a 79 on the starting lineup. Yeah, they're gonna suck. 
Anywhere between a 70 to a 79 was the starting lineup. They're a lottery team. They're done. Um, they're garbage. Michael Very Jordan, good. best player ever to play the game, but not a good owner. <laughs> Never has been. Never been a good GM or an owner. Who picks Kwame Brown as the number one overall pick for the for the Wizards? I mean, there's so many bad bad moves and bad contracts. And Nicholas Batum, what did he get? A hundred million dollars. I mean, the Dwight Howard. Even though Dwight Howard hey, he has had a killer season, good like year, but still the amount of money he was paying him. Yeah, it was like twenty and ten. And we can talk about this on the sports on the sports podcast. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you, everyone, downloading, again, all our podcasts. And uh, just hope you keep coming back. And then also please give us a five-star review on, on you know, whatever podcasting platform. Yeah, I mean, whatever platform you use, it. please give us a review. Um, we are going to put together an email address that you guys can submit, like, questions or things you, or whatever that, we, that you'd want us to talk about or topics that you'd want us to talk about on – on our weekly podcast. I think right now we've had it set up that we're trying to do it a Thursday and Tuesday release, but I think for these for this next round of them, it'll probably be Thursday, both of them releasing on Thursday yeah. for probably like the next month or two, and then we'll kind of get our schedules back together and kind of – and we'll update that in our, our summary as well. So, again, thanks for listening. We're on – also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, and uh, we do have YouTube as well where we do launch some videos here and there. So, nothing fantastic. But nope, building it up, man. Slow process. Yep. So, anyways, appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.